Good evening. Welcome to Times of Refreshing in the Assembly. It's our awesome Wednesday night uh, Bible study. And man, we are super excited. We are overjoyed with you who decided to plug in with us tonight after a long day's work. The week is hump day and uh, probably struggled. This is a refreshing time for you. Hallelujah. Get your family. Come on, sit. Pull your Bible, get your iPad. We're going to go into the presence of God and then we will dig into the Word of God. Again, welcome to times of refreshing at the assembly. Hallelujah. Mrs. Jordan, would you lead us into some worship and uh, then we will migrate into Bible study? Hallelujah. Just lift your hands, lift your hearts tonight, and begin to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I raise a hallelujah. 
We worship you, Father. We worship you, Father. We worship you, King of Kings. We worship you, Lord of Lords. We worship you, everlasting Father. We worship you, Prince of Peace. We are nothing without you. Our existence belongs to you, O oh God. We present ourselves tonight as living sacrifices. Lord, for those who are sitting at home in agreement with us, someone battling illness, you woke me up this morning and I was thrown into a fight. Someone was praying in the spirit. And it was as if they needed some backup. And God woke me up at three and I found myself rebuking and speaking to a demonic entity that was attacking, it was attacking the body. I remember it very vividly. face looking like a bat, body of an octopus with tentacles, and as I saw it and started rebuking it, God said, curse that demonic imp, demon of cancer and send it back. The person that I was praying with and backing up, you've seen that demon attacking in dreams. Can I tell you that you've got backup and that in the name of Jesus, cancer will not take you. In the name of Jesus, we send this demonic imp, this gray, slimy, tentacle-looking, octopus-looking, with a bat's face, we command that this demonic imp, this demonic Stay away from your body. I cast you out, I cast you down, and I command you to go back from whence you came in the name of Jesus. Father, someone with a migraine, right now, your Holy Spirit is moving through the airways and bringing healing to migraine. Healing to migraine. Healing to migraine. Healing to my faith. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Swelling in the left arm, just below the this 
portion here. So more here. Don't know why your arm is swelling like that. We don't know. You haven't gone to the doctors yet. There might be a blockage there that is causing that. We are going to pray in the name of Jesus that whatever that blockage and clock is that is causing your arm to swell, that it will dissolve, but it will not break in chunks and create problems in other areas. In the name of Jesus, I command it to dissolve completely, completely, dissolve completely into nothingness and that arm is back to normal in the name of Jesus. 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 Lord, we release the glory of your power. We release the glory of your power. <laughs> we release the glory of your power. We release the glory of your power. In the name of Jesus. Let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be so. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, as we go into your word, let your word come to us with enlightenment and excitement. Open our minds and our spirits to take in what you have prepared. Lord, I must decrease so that you can shine. Please do that, Lord. Father, Abba, Father, let me not be exalted anywhere close to, near to your awesomeness. Let me be down so that you can be up in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, 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 well. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Uh, Mr. Jordan, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We're going to get to the front. Everybody, I've had a couple of jokes as to just feels uh, more appropriate sometimes just to stay back there. But I have no issues with coming to the front. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Welcome tonight again. Times of refreshing at the assembly. Woo! Last week, last week, uh, we did well to start digging in or refocusing on uh, warfare readiness warfare readiness and uh, I'm just going to recap for about 10 minutes and then we will go to the third point we took those with the first two last week I added a few more things to the first uh, the three areas of warfare readiness that I would like you to get tonight uh, let's see
let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, yes. Mm. We dealt with uh, the supreme, the duties, the three main duties of a soldier, that being obedient, that of having uh, the ability to endure our hardship, and the last one was uh, to be able to have the spirit heart ready to make the supreme sacrifice. Ready. You, you, you will not most of the time have to, but you have to be ready. Have to be ready. Uh, last week we, and uh, I'm not going to go over any of the old scripture. You have that and you can go back to last week. But I, I said last week it's uh, obedience, uh, enduring hardship, and uh, supreme sacrifice. This is not just obeying. This is godly obedience. And I needed to, to qualify that. So we're going to go back and, and qualify that. This is, we're talking not just about obedience. We're talking about godly obedience. Uh, is there a difference? Yes. And let me make the qualification here. Human obedience stands only on the act of obeying. Human obedience stands only on the act of obedience obeying, meaning that your boss of work really doesn't care uh, if you cuss at him behind his back. He doesn't really care uh, what you say about him when he's not there. He just wants you to do what he says. Whatever he is commanded that you do it for her. That's what you're required to do. And so on the, on the human side, when we talk about obedience on the human side, uh, it's only about the act of obeying. That is not what we are talking about when we are dealing with godly obedience. Human obedience is just based, standing, it's, it's pointed to, it's directed at the, the, the act of obeying the order. The act of obeying the order. That is not the only thing that godly obedience is looking for. Godly obedience stands on the process of obeying. Godly obedience stands on the process of obeying. Human obedience stands on the act of obeying. Godly obedience stands on the process of obeying. I know you don't, you, some of you don't get that fully, so we're gonna break that down some more. I'm gonna give you a, uh, something that you, another an explanation, uh, my take on what godly obedience is in a framework. Godly obedience is a willing attitude 
migrating to focused movement, creating tunnel vision for God's agenda. Okay, let me say that again. It is, it's, not, it's not just about doing it. It's about how you do it. So godly obedience is a willing attitude. I want you to be writing at home because this is this we I, I I'm sad to say this, but up until I and even it happens occasionally now, where I I I, I lose the benefit of blessing in an action that I I perform but not with the right attitude. And so it, it, it doesn't, it's just an action. If you, if you tie, but you're always begrudging it. I don't know this church always asking for money. Uh, you know, I, I'm just sick of it. I, I don't know why I gotta take 10% out every time, uh, you know. Uh, it did just make that attitude will snatch your blessing out of the process of giving back to God 10% of the 100 that he blessed you with. It makes no sense to perform the action without falling into the process because if you don't follow the process of obedience, godly obedience, you will lose the blessing behind the obedience. So once again, godly obedience is a willing attitude migrating to a focused movement. So it's a willing attitude that migrates to focused movement. You're moving in the direction that has been mandated. Willing attitude migrating to focused movement creating tunnel vision for God's agenda. So once you start moving in the direction that God is saying move in, then, then that movement now turns into tunnel vision where you, you lock in and you say, I am not going to love anyone or anything to make me look back. I'm not going to question God. I'm not going to... Uh, 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 Guess that maybe he should have done it this way. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to come to God with a willing attitude. I'm going to let that willing attitude migrate to focused movement. And then focused movement will create tunnel vision for only God's agenda. The old folks used to say this. A dog in the hunt does not know he's got fleas. A dog in the hunt don't know he's got fleas. Meaning, once tunnel vision is activated and, and, and the prey has been shown to that dog, the goal has been pointed and his, his master says, go. He may be filled with fleas, but while he's in pursuit, he doesn't feel the bites of the flea. Why? Because his directive his tunnel vision means more to him than a fleet. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Uh, 
the, the word of God says it better like uh, uh, first let me say me I say let the groomer groom you pursue who's our groomer God is God does the grooming we do the pursuing let God do the grooming right let God do the grooming he's, he's going to get all the fleas out if you if you stay in pursuit, he's gonna get the fleas out of your life. He's gonna get the fleas out of your life. Don't you worry about the fleas. Don't you worry. Don't let the fleas that are attacking you stop you, get you out of the race, get you out of pursuit. Because obedience with the right attitude is optimum. It's gotta happen that way, or else you lose the reward at the end. And I don't want that for any of us. I don't want that for myself, and I don't want that for you. Psalms 42, 1 and 2 says, and here's what we're talking about. As a deer pants after the water brooks, so pants my soul, or so thirsts my soul after the O Lord. After you, the living God. As a deer, pants after the water brook. This is what we're talking about. Dog in the hunt, doesn't know he's got fleas. When you are pursuing the goal, when you are running the race, you are trusting God to take care of every flea, every parasite that may have come through your, your family inheritance, may have come through uh, relationships that were ungodly in the past. And they're still biting in there. You can't get that out. Only God can. Amen. Focus on obedience and let God do the grooming. Focus on pursuing and let God do the grooming. Okay. We talked about that. Uh, here, oh, I've got one, I've got another thing for you that I did not uh, include last week. 2 Corinthians 13, 1 through 7. Oh, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. You're going to love this. 2 Corinthians 13. It says, I'm reading it from the, uh, the message. I like reading it from the message tonight. Uh, if I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, and this is agape love we're talking about, the God kind of love. First Corinthians. Uh, first, 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 first Corinthians. Sorry. Thank you so much, Pastor Richard. Uh, first Corinthians 13, starting from verses 1 through 7. If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I'm nothing but a creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day, and if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. Yes. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the state 
and be burnt as a martyr. But I don't love. I've got nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without agape love. Yes, sir. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than itself. Love does not want what it does not have. Love does not strut. Love does love doesn't have swell a swell head. Doesn't force itself on others. It's always isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Doesn't revel when others grovel. Takes pleasure in the uh, flowering of truth. Puts up with anything. Trusts God always. Always looks for the best. Never looks back. But keeps going to the end. Amen. That's what it says about love. Now here's the thing. I want you to compare that to what John 14, 14 says. John 14. We're going to start with verses 13, I believe. Let's see. John 14. 
You can cast out devils. You can do every mighty thing. But if you do not have agape love, which we now understand is waiting if that love isn't based on obedience to God. Right? Love is connected to obedience to God because John is saying, if you love me, obey my commandments. If you love me, obey my commandments. And we're looking at the word of God and it's saying that the obedience that we are talking about here as a soldier is an obedience that is first willing Let's, let's look at it again. It's an obedience that is first uh, the possession of a willing attitude that migrates to focus movement that creates subtle vision. You don't get any points for just being the guy who says, you know what, I don't feel like doing it. We think there's a story in the Word of God that talks about it. Uh, you know, had two, two sons. The father asked both of them to do something. One said, no, I can't do it, but later came back and did it. And then there was one that said, let me do it, father. I will do it. I got, I got you covered. Never showed up. That's right. Neither of them are making the grade here. You've got to be willing and ready. You've got to have an excitement in your heart to obey God's word at all costs. That is what God looks at when he decides whether or not you love him. Okay, we've talked enough about that. You've got all the scripture reading from last, from last week. I said last week, and the Holy Spirit cannot fill or saturate those he cannot lead or guide into Father's truth. Holy Spirit cannot fill or saturate those he cannot lead or fill, lead or guide into Father's truth. And all the scripture for that has been given last week. You can look at the next, the other. We said, talked about enduring hardship, a good soldier endures hardship. And uh, 2 Timothy 2, verses 3 and 4 said, You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And what we said last week, is that you need to, and I need to understand that we've got two options. You can either endure hardship as a good soldier or you can engage entanglement. And what we said last week was both of them feel the same way, but they have different results. Both the engaging of entanglement and the endurance of hardship goes through the same thing. Both feel pain, both are weary, both feel uh, depressed times of depression, both feel have, have periods of, of hopelessness, both feel like you're dying sometimes, 
But if you are enduring hardship as a good soldier, God sends the Holy Spirit to bring you back, give you new life, help you along the way. But if you are not, if you are entangling, engaging in entanglements, you go through all that stuff and you're stuck. There's nobody to help you. There's no, you have no connections because you have decided to engage the entanglement in your own strength and not allow God to represent you just by standing as a true soldier. We talked about Philippians uh, 3.10 and 11 that says that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and share in his suffering becoming like him in death that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection of the dead that's what we talk that's what we're talking about when you're talking about enduring hardship you 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 you've got to be committed to 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 pray a prayer like that that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the suffering, I want to share in his suffering, uh, becoming like him in his death. That's what we call. You, you say, listen, God, this is how much I love you. I am willing to endure hardship as a good soldier to this length. 1 Corinthians 13, 7 says, Love never gives up, never loses faith. It always hope, it's always hopeful, and it endures through every circumstance. Okay, the last one that we did not deal with last week. Supreme sacrifice. Supreme sacrifice. The supreme sacrifice in the life of a believer, particularly in America, will not be fulfilled in physical martyrdom. Normally, if you're in the army uh, and you do something heroic that uh, will cause you to lose your life in the process, when you get back home and your family goes, uh, the commander-in-chief quite often will, will bestow uh, posthumously uh, to your family, the Purple Heart, uh, as something that says you went beyond the call of duty and you gave your life for the cause, and we appreciate that. That's in the physical. Yes, the Bible talks about in Hebrews that many, many gave their lives for the cause of Christ as martyrs that died. But for us in America, we, a lot of us may not have to face that. So, <clears throat> but in, uh, in, the, in, in the resolute, no much commitment to standing on God's word, our supreme sacrifice woo, is going to be tested based on the resolute, no-budge commitment of standing on God's word, no matter the outcome, encapsulated in a series, but its moments. 
This is all encapsulated in, a, in several buddies. You remember Daniel? Daniel 3, verses uh, 16 through 18. Here, here, here's, here, here, here's what Daniel had to deal with. But if you are ready when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lute, trigon, the harp, the bagpipe, and every kind of music to fall down and worship the image that I have set well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God that will deliver you out of my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said, O King Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this concerning this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O King. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will serve your God or worship. We will not serve your God or worship the, uh, your golden image that you have set up. For you and I, as, as citizens of one of the greatest countries in the world, your, 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 your supreme sacrifice will come with very poignant decisions that you have to make that are but if, but if, but if not, that, that you will have to say, I cannot do this. I am, I am a, a Republican, I am a Democrat, but based on what I believe as the Word of God, I don't believe these things are right by my party. Are you willing to stand alone as a believer when whether you are Democrat, Republican, or you are uh, an independent? When it comes to standing on the principle of the Word of God, are you willing to say, I am, and I've said this before, so I'm not going to be ashamed to say it. Are you willing to tell your friends, I am a Republican, but I do not agree with this policy because it is not biblical. I am a Democrat, but I do not believe in this policy because it is not biblical. That's how God is going to judge you. God is not going to judge you based on the fact that you are a Democrat or a Republican. What he will judge you on is standing for biblical principles within the party that you are part of. That's it. So you and I, we need to understand as, as believers that the adversary wants to divide us based on party lines. God wants to unite us based on biblical principle. The devil wants to divide you based on party lines. God wants to bring us together based on biblical principle. Daniel 6, 
4 and 5. Then the high officials and the sheriffs sought to find the ground, find ground for complaint against Daniel with regards to the kingdom, but they could find no grounds for complaint or fault because he was faithful. No error or fault was found. Then these men said, we shall not find any ground for complaint against Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. Amen. You've got to be willing, guys. You've got to be willing to do the right things right. We're not talking about a believer who is doing wrong things and then hoping that God is going to stand up for you. We're talking about someone whose heart is committed to doing the right thing by God. And that once we make that decision, you may have a supreme uh, occasion where your decision to stand on God's principle will cost you your job. You may have uh, an occasion where standing on godly principle will cost you the, the relationship with a relative that is unsafe. You have to be prepared to make that decision. Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9. The Shema. The Shema. Listen, Israel. The Lord is our God. Yes. The Lord is the only God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all of your strength. Take to heart these words that I command you today. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home or away. When you lie down or get up. Write them down and tie them around your wrist and wear them as a headband. Wear them as a headband or as a reminder. Write them on the door frames of your house and on your, the gates of your residence. The Lord, my God, is one God. The Lord our God is the only God. He is the only one that can sway us. Not politics, not friends, not unbelievers, not money, not the job, nothing but God's word will sway us. Okay, I'm closing out with two verses. Daniel 6, 19. Then at the break of day, the king rose, went in haste, and then lions. 20. As he came near the den where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God, sent his angels to shut the lion's mouth. They have not harmed me because I was found blameless before him. 
Oh God, okay, I have done no harm. You know, this is not a one-time thing. It's the same thing that happened with Job. The same thing that happened with Job. Job 13, 13 says, Hold your peace with me and let me speak. Then let, they, then let come on my way. Yeah, why do I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hands? Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even so, I will defend my own way before him. This is Job's proclamation after he loses everything, after his friends start telling him that he must have sinned, after his wife says he should curse God and die, after sores are all over his body and he's scraping the pus with pieces of glass, and he feels like he wants to die. Just take me. He says, you know what? I may want to die, but I'm never going to curse God. Though he slays me, yet will I trust him. This, this is what we're talking about when we talk about modern day supreme sacrifice. There will be things when it comes to money, when it comes to social equity, when it comes to uh, uh, friends at work, a job situation that will pull you to compromise, you will have to make a supreme sacrifice to stand for God. It may hurt now, but the blessing that comes after will be greater than you've ever anticipated. I want to encourage you tonight to be warfare ready. To be warfare ready. The reason you have to be warfare ready, be, be ready to obey with a willing attitude, with a focused movement, with tunnel vision, and then be ready to endure hardship like a good soldier. Be ready to make the, the supreme sacrifices because these are the things that will allow God to open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot even anticipate. I mean, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not entered into the hearts of men the things that God has for you and I. Those of us who are committed to warfare in the spirit, we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are not fighting against flesh and blood. Kids not doing right. Relationships at home with husbands and wives. Communication breaking down. It is not flesh and blood. It is not flesh and blood. It is in the spirit. And you have got to fight it in the spirit. You've got to pray in the spirit. Break through in the spirit. Take control in the spirit. And win in the spirit. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for the strength that you're giving your people. Somebody needs your strength to fight. Someone needs your strength to fight. Someone needs your strength to fight.
fight, oh God. Strengthen them. Strengthen them tonight. Strengthen them. Strengthen them. Strengthen them. Receive your strength tonight. Receive your strength. Receive your strength. You receive your strength. You need the word of God. It's the sword of the spirit. You need the glory of God's Holy Spirit on you, which is your, your power, your dunamis. When you put dunamis alongside the sword of the spirit, the adversary cannot win. He cannot beat you down. He cannot corner you. You will come out and win in the name of Jesus. Father, I release this into the atmosphere. I release this into the atmosphere. I release it into the atmosphere. I release it into the atmosphere right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for making a way and making us the warriors that we need to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for tying in with us, being a strong part of our uh, times of refreshing at the assembly. I hope that you were blessed tonight and that God touched you in some way. Please tune in with us on Sunday. We can't wait to bring the word of God to you. We love you. Remember that our giving portals are open. Every cent that is given on our Wednesday night Bible study time goes to benevolence. It goes to a needy cause. Some person that has got a, a burnout or a mishap in the family, a death, something like that. We cater to benevolence on our Wednesday night giving. Everything you give on Wednesday night, everything goes towards benevolence. And we want to bless you for doing that. God bless you. We will see you on Sunday. Have an awesome night. Love you.